what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson. With me to my right on the video screen, if you're watching on video or audibly, he's on no side, is exactly in the same spot I am, and that is my brother, uh, Brian Jackson. Hey, hey. How you doing? I'm good. Doing good. So, you know, if someone has spatial audio, can they hear from where we're coming from? Does does you know does this I don't audio think come in at different sides? I don't think the platform we're recording on does spatial audio. Okay, uh, okay. There's a, a feature request I think we should put in because yeah. I think it would be kind of cool for people to be listening and me be on one side. Well, yeah, one of their on ears. The yeah, yeah. That would be kind of fun. Um, I think it would be awesome. Actually, I mean, someone can take out your headphone and not have to listen to you, and then mm-hmm. just listen to me and and. I mean, if enjoyment goes up, then we're willing to do whatever it takes, right? Right. I mean, and, well, that, and, or if they're just not interested in really learning anything, then that's that's what they would do is they would just leave your headphone in, and that would be great. It's just like uh, it's like white noise. It's just mm-hmm. it's just meaningless audio going on the whole time yeah. they're listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So either way, I mean, they could do it whichever way they want. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Man, I've missed talking is, to you. I really missed I it. This is yeah. It's, it's once a Great. week. We got to we bottle it up. I write down all of the insults I want to throw in throughout the week, and I have to try to go through my list and make sure I hit them all during this yeah. hour recording we have. Yeah, and that's usually why our recordings go a little long, right? Is you you've got all the checklist to try to knock off. If you cut out the last all week. of the just us bantering, um, there might be like seven or eight minutes of actual content in the show. Yeah. Yeah, this is like golf. This is like golf, right? I mean, four hours and you're hitting, you're hitting a ball like for you know, yeah. you know, six minutes, right? That's pretty much what you're Same getting idea. with us, right? Actual yeah. content for a very short amount of time, but the entertainment value It's still not pretty. It's, it's just still not that high. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> not, yeah, it's really not that good. <laughs> it's no, not. I think good. we just got to be honest. It's not good. Um, <laughs> so this is brothers in tech. This is uh, where Brian and I get together and we talk, as you can imagine, technology. Uh, we talk a lot of family and home and personal technology, things that people use every day. When we get together, we either have a topic where we discuss uh, some aspect of home family technology that we want to explore a little bit more. Sometimes we have episodes with brothers and tech suggestions. Sometimes we talk about, we just started the whole uh, efficiencies, uh, productivity yeah. kind of last week, which I thought went really well. Yep. But Brian, um, we're going to take a little bit of a mulligan this week, going back to your golf <laughs> reference. Um, we, uh, we don't really have anything too informative to share. Oh, but come I, on now. But, but what we did want to do is, is kind of follow up on an episode we did maybe a few months ago. If I remember yeah. correctly. Yep. And we talked about the state of the Mac, uh, Apple Macintosh computer. And we went through an episode where we talked about kind of what the different models and so forth were. Well, it just so happened, Brian, that you and I both, unbeknownst to one another, 
purchased the exact same laptop, MacBook yep. Pro laptop, in the last, uh, what, 60 days? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think mine was about 45, 60 days ago. Yeah, yours was, yours was uh, yeah, you, you got yours before I did. Now, mine was yeah. purchased by my company, so therefore right. I, you know, didn't spend it, but I got mine probably, I've had it maybe three weeks. Yeah. Okay. So still fairly, still longer. fairly new. Yep. But it turns out we got the exact same. Yep. Uh, we did model. So what we thought we would do is, we, you and I have not actually swapped any notes or feedback on our experiences with our new laptops yet. Well, of course so we, we haven't because you, the listeners hear every time that you and I chat. <laughs> so that's right. There's no talking outside of this. So if, no, we have not shared anything other than what you guys have heard. Yeah, so if you, far. the listener, have not heard us talk about this, then that means we have not talked we haven't about talked. it at all yep. in person or yep. anything else. Because this is our only mode of communication every week. <laughs> um, so we thought it'd be interesting to kind of maybe go through and kind of talk a little bit about the choices we made on this laptop, our experiences with them so far, and then how it fits into the broader scope of Mac laptops. Because even Brian, even though we did an episode a few months ago on this, I've still had at least, I honestly have had two people in the last week approach me asking for recommendations when it comes to a Mac laptop. Yep. And it, it, it is still a question for a lot of people when they're looking to get a new, a new Mac laptop. And that is one of the most popular things that Macs Apple sells on the Mac line are their, their laptops. So we want to talk through a little bit of that. We're going to talk through our own experiences with our current laptop that we've purchased and why we did some likes, maybe if there's any dislikes about it, things that we mm-hmm. want people to be aware of. Then we can just talk about the bigger picture of Mac laptops and kind of where this fits and who might be the target market for some of the models available right now. Yep. I think that makes sound, sense. Sound good to you? Yep. Yeah. I'm excited to hear your thoughts about the computer and and then also kind of that decision decision process because because it isn't cut and dry. I, I will tell people if you're mm-hmm. if you're thinking about looking into it, it's not an easy decision because there are some given takes and the given takes are not necessarily obvious of, oh, I use it for this and this is what I get and I use it for that, I do a different thing. That's not necessarily the case. So yeah, so I think this is, uh, you know, I don't know if anyone else get anything out of it, but I'm certainly excited to hear your thoughts on this and uh, you know, see if it's uh, kind of similar to Why, mine. Do, so. do we really ever do any of this for anybody else? No, well, that's no. very true. Very true. We do this just for our own personal enjoyment. I want yep. to hear you talk about your laptop. You want to hear me talk about mine. So let's just record it. <laughs> that's all good. What happens. All right. Awesome. So let's let's talk about it. So you and I both ended up purchasing the MacBook Pro. Yep. And Brian, you got the 14 inch. Correct. 14 inch. Okay. I did too. Uh, just as a reminder to everybody, when we're talking about these uh, these particular computers, uh, Apple makes a uh, basically two branded well three levels of laptops with two branded names. You have the MacBook Air, and you have MacBook Pros. On the MacBook Pro level, there's technically I would say, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but there's really two different levels of what they call MacBook Pros. You and I both went with the higher level MacBook Pros, which you could argue are kind of the true MacBook Pros. Um, 
right? Because they can contain a lot of the items in a laptop that a pro line is meant to have. Now they make the MacBook Pro in the 14 inch and 16 inch. You and I both went with 14 inch. Yep. I'm kind of curious your thought process on that. Why going with the smaller of the two? Yep. Because I know I have my own thoughts on it. But Brian, why why ended up going with the 14 inch versus the uh, 16? Sure. Yeah. If we would start there, it, uh, I I never once considered the 16. So I you know I'm coming from a 13 inch was the last um, computer that I had and it was a 13 inch MacBook Pro. I think you and I both may have been in a similar computer there as well, like the 2017 model um, mm-hmm. to about four or five years old. And, um, and I actually like the form factor. You know, I spend um, most of my day. So if I'm plugged in at the office, I'm on an external monitor. If I'm at home, I'm on an external monitor. Unless I'm traveling to a class. And even then, if I'm in a class, I'm probably presenting to a big a big screen. Um, so there's very few times where I am just on the laptop. Uh, so, but I do like traveling with it. I do like carrying it around. I like to be able to pull it out at a meeting. Meetings, of course, is the kind of the big piece. If I'm in a meeting, I want to be able to open up, but that usually requires me traveling with it. And I'm oftentimes not necessarily traveling with a big bag um, to a meeting to and from campus, that sort of thing. So yeah, for me, it was a no brainer. I was actually more worried about going to the 14 as opposed to the 13, uh, just size wise. Cause I gotten so used to the 13 inch that I, I really enjoy that form factor. So, uh, so for me, it just, I'm not even sure I looked into the specs of a 16 at all because mm-hmm. I knew there was a price bump and I knew I really had no interest or need to have a larger, you know, a larger screen from what I had. So yeah. Yeah. how about you? So I went with the 14 as well. Now the 14 for me was a little bit of a scaling down. I actually Mm. had used a 15 inch laptop traditionally. Actually, Brian, I was back in the day when they had 17 inch MacBook pros. That's what I had for a while. Yeah. 15 inch. I realized 17 was a little too big for me spot. Really Mm. happy with the 15 inch MacBook pros that they, the, the generation, the size I had before. So when it came to deciding here, I, I, I'm in a similar situation to you. I have my home office and I have my office office. Both locations, I use external monitors. So yeah. <clears throat> I very rarely am using my laptop, just a laptop. Um, so my thought process was, well, if I'm using an external monitor, then the size of the screen of the laptop is a little more irrelevant to me. I am traveling less than I used to. I used to travel quite a bit. I don't travel as much now. So not feeling like I'm going to be in a hotel room working and needing a larger laptop screen to work on wasn't yeah. quite as important as it was years ago. And, and when I do travel, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I kind of want my travel to be a little lighter uh, with things I take. So having a smaller laptop kind of helps with that. Um, I will say, though, the one thing, uh, you know, the 13-inch I'm doing fine or the 14-inch I'm doing fine with. Uh, it is a little bit smaller than what I was used to before. Um, I will say with my eyes in my age, <laughs> um, hmm. sometimes it's a little more, I, I have, I find myself a little more constricted on my real estate on the screen than maybe I'd like to be, Yeah, but not yeah. enough to where I would say I will I would err in favor of a larger laptop. So 
I think yep. I think that's where the question mark comes into is you're thinking about your work, your own work situation or where you're doing work on your laptop. If you are going to be 75% or more of the time at a stationary spot that may have capability for an external monitor or other per- paraphernalia with it, then really having a larger screen just doesn't make as much sense yeah. on the laptop. But if you are someone who wants to work exclusively on your laptop, you're not going to be on external monitors or you are very mobile, meaning you've got a lot of different places where you could be working with this laptop and you're not going to have a monitor at every location then maybe the 16 inch is a little better for you. My yeah. coworker at my office, we both got new ones at the same time. He got the 16 inch because he just can't, he can't work on anything smaller than 16 really. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that just works for him, but I, I'm very happy with the 14 inch size. Yeah. So Alan, let me ask you if, if the price was the same, would you have gone to 16? Price is the same. If the price was the same, if you just said, hey, here's the specs, specs are the same. The only difference is the, the bigger screen. Only only because I would see it as more of a value. Um, okay. If I was paying the same amount and I could get a little bigger screen, I'd probably find myself, I'd find a way to make that comfortable for me. Hmm. Um, but yeah, and for you, me, I'm, I'm the opposite. Like, you, you know, to me, being able to pack the same performance into a smaller uh, a smaller size that yeah. allows me to carry it easier, allows me to throw it into a bag easier. Uh, it allows me to put it on my lap more uh, comfortably, you know, show it to someone else, that sort of thing. Yeah. So for me, it, it really was, there was no question. I, I you know, many, many years ago, I think I was on a 15 inch laptop and uh, it was fine, but that was also not when you were, really putting it on the lap that often it was still heavy you know i weren't carrying carrying the brick around a lot but for me you know it wasn't it was just a a no-brainer now with the 16 you do have the ability i think to boost up a little bit more don't you and some of the yeah, other you can go higher uh, on specs. specs with the 16 yep. inch yeah which is because you got more real estate consider. to work with right inside yep yeah but i will i will go ahead and this is kind of leading into our next question about you know specs and choices on that as tempted as I am, I used to be Brian, the kind of person where, man, if I'm getting a laptop, I'm getting the best I can max get, it out, the best processor, yep. the most RAM, whatever. I'm realizing I don't need all that. Uh, yep. Yes, I do a lot of video editing, but I am not. I am not editing feature films. <laughs> uh, I am not designing high-end 3D graphics. I, I my, my, my work is pro level, but it is more of a. I hate saying lower level, pro level, but it kind of is. Uh, I, I yeah. you know, I can be okay with moderate specs on a laptop and still find myself very, very happy with the performance. Yeah, I think so, it's like I mean, it's 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 consumer level pro work. You know, it's something like that where you're yeah. actually it's like these are these are programs that I am using for a professional situation, but I'm also doing tasks that consumers can do. It's just, I have the skill set to do them better and more effectively. I mean, I think honestly, you know, something like a Photoshop, right. Which used to really wear down a computer, you know, and drag it down. If you're processing certain things or final cut in some of those, I mean, those are now pretty standard, right. Standard programs that, that these, these, these uh, computers are kind of dialed in to, to do. And, uh, and of course, as you said, as the bigger files come about, that's really the issue, right? Isn't it kind of rendering, rendering mm-hmm. files becomes the big, big issue. It's yeah. like, how much can this thing do 
and how long is it going to take? Um, so I think that's really the threshold, right? If you've got the ability to do the things you want to do that aren't costing you a ton of time waiting for something to get done, um, then yeah, I think you're going to be, you're going to be okay. So. Well, and I think where the 14 to 16 also had a distinction, if I remember correctly. And again, I, I'm, I'm trying to go back through my memory to see how this worked. I know that you have a choice now, which is something we've never had a choice before on a Mac. Well, we have, but not quite as, as distinguished as this choice has been. In choosing the processor we want in here. Right. Because there are different levels. Um, the M1 processor, as we've mentioned in a previous episode, is Apple's own internal manufactured processor. The M1, and now they're up to the M2. Yes, this laptop has an M1. It does not have an M2. I think we'll get to that in a little bit when we talk about some of the other models, but don't let that be a, 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 a dissuade you from this mm-hmm. because the M1 compared to the Intel chips that we used to have and some others are worlds, worlds better. So I did not go with the Max. I did not go with a, the, the super high-end processor. I was very happy with the Pro level. Uh, getting on that. Um, I did go up to 32 gigs of RAM for me. Yep, me too. And just because mm-hmm. RAM is my thing, RAM, guys, is what, if, you, if you're still not clear on the difference, RAM is allowing you to do multiple things at the same time. It's basically like the, the short-term memory of your computer, what it's able to do yep. hold at one time. So if you're somebody who has a lot of programs open um, all the time, running in the background, if you're going to be uh, um, um, rendering a video in the background while you're in some other work in another program and you want everything kind of running smooth and nice and clean, that's where RAM comes into play. Uh, 32, I've never had 32 gigs of RAM on a, on a machine before, so I've always done 16. This is the time I said, you know what, I, I have right now I've got 12 applications open. Um, Final Cut Pro is open almost all the time on my laptop and I like it to be able to render and run and process and export in the background very easily. So RAM was an important thing for me. So I went to 32. Sounds like you did as well. I did. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 32. I mean, that, uh, that one was a tricky one because I don't think I needed it at all, but, but keep in mind, this is one of those things. So RAM and RAM and hard drive space is the big decision to make, right? Uh, neither one, you can't you can't update either one uh, a little later on a Mac, uh, or at least you can't with these devices, you used to be able to in some others. Um, so for RAM, I went ahead and tried to get the higher RAM on this uh, because I knew that, you know, for the next five years as I have this machine and, and some of the use cases start to grow and start to get more, you know, um, you know, memory hog types of, of uh, applications that I figured I might want that, right? And that's where maybe, Alan, we can kind of, I don't know if, you know, I don't want to take us off track here, but the, you know, the, since you mentioned what, a, what RAM is, let's also kind of compare that to hard drive space because those yeah, are really sure. the two big decisions, right? Now, of course, you mentioned three decisions. You had to decide on the chip. Once you decide the chip, how much RAM and then how much hard drive space. And for me, this is where you and I may differ a little bit. I don't max out hard drive space. I don't necessarily think I need that much hard drive space. I've started to learn that I don't utilize a lot of hard drive space. I try to minimize what's on my on my machine. 
but I love the, well, let's put it this way. On the flip side, I hate having uh, slowing down of my opening of apps and of switching apps and, you know, doing things on the app. So I really wanted that to be I, and if I was going to spend the money, it was going to be on that instead of a hard drive. Cause I can always plug in an external hard drive. I can always mm-hmm. save to the cloud and it's going to be fine, but I can't always increase my, uh, my Ram capability. So that to me, it's more important. And, and it's funny, you know, I've heard a lot of people, on things like phones and all of that, they'll say the exact opposite. They'll say, oh, no, no, no. I went after the one that the biggest, you know, storage base mm-hmm. because that's my one opportunity to do it. And for me, I just know, you know, there are ways of limiting what you keep on a phone or on a computer. Um, but getting the processor so that it stays snappy is a totally different so, thing. So what hard drive, what SSD storage size? Um, I went with, I think it's 500 gigabytes. 512? Yeah. Yeah. So I did the 512. All right. So that's where you and I differ by one by one spec because I did go with the one terabyte drive. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of wish. And I, I could see how you would, I could see how you use it. Right. Kind of wish I'd gone with two, mm. <laughs> um, two terabytes. Only because, yeah, uh, if it wasn't for video. I mean, if I wasn't shooting yeah. and editing video, yeah. I would not need this space. But yeah. Brian, I shot a, I shot a, I, I got footage from a show the other night with two cameras running, bringing into my laptop. It's 120 gigabytes of, of video footage from one project hmm. I'm working on. So even the one terabyte, I've already maxed it out because I was using external drives all the time with my previous laptop. Yeah. I had a 512 gigabyte drive on my previous one. And I did all my work on external drives, and I really wanted to get away from external drives for yeah. stuff I'm working on. So the goal was be able to put everything in that I want to work on, work on it, and then I can offload it back out to a drive when I'm done. But unfortunately, that's not quite panned out the way I wanted because one terabyte still not quite enough. As mm-hmm. nice as it is to grow uh, your storage on your laptop – the size of files that you could be working on, whether it's photographs or video or anything else, are growing as well. They're getting more yeah, quality. They're getting bigger. So video, shooting 4K video and trying to do stuff with it on the on the laptop is very uh, – takes up a lot of space. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I did go up on the storage for that reason, and I'm yeah. happy I doubled my storage. Could I have quadrupled it? Yes, and been very, very happy, but – well, let me let me give just a quick quick counter argument to that, and and it's to agree. I, I completely agree. If you're working with video, um, to where it's going to be an extra really cumbersome step for you to process something, go plug in, go put it on an external drive, or even having it, you know, wirelessly trying to move it over there on its own, which takes forever, right? Um, on the flip side, I would say if you're someone who you don't think that like one project is going to max you out, then sometimes having a smaller space means that it forces you to get in the habit of putting things external, putting things on another drive. Because the more things that get stacked up on your computer, they're going to be, I think there's more problems that can happen in terms of slowing down and all of that. So I think to me, it's always one of those good things to think it should be part of your workflow to say I'm working as I'm, I'm at. So for me, if I'm out and about most of the, I'd say 99% of the time I'm on Wi-Fi somewhere, yeah. right? I'm on internet somewhere, but if I'm not, I'm storing on local, but really I'm doing that as a very temporary thing so that when I get back, it automatically kind of syncs up somewhere else so that I can get it off to my device. Um, so I'd say, unless you have a real need 
look for getting in the habit of keeping things off device a little bit more, having cloud storage or having um, uh, an, ex- uh, an, an additional hard drive space because I think sometimes having a larger hard drive means that you then forget about the process of unloading. So all of a sudden you max out really, really quickly and then you're stuck with a slowdown or something else is happening. So, Well, and if I can, I'm, I'm skipping ahead a little bit because we haven't talked about the actual hardware, the actual physical laptop yet and kind of the yeah. pros and cons of it that we're going to talk about. But I'm just going to go ahead and tease and skip ahead. There is a, a port on this particular laptop that you and I both own now that I've actually kind of really come around on different ways to use it. And that is that smart media, smart Mm -hmm. card slot, because even for a recent project, I had to acquire some new cards to use for recording video on cameras. I can get a 128 gigabyte smart media card. That's a really fast card, meaning it can play back 4k video and record 4k video on a, on a camera. 128 gigabyte card for like $30. Yeah. Yeah. At that point you start to think, wait a minute. Okay. Now if I can actually have like several of these cards at, you know, 25 to 30 bucks each and that all of a sudden starts to you know, give you some more easy space instead of having to power up a drive and hook it up and all that. I liked having it built in so I could actually have a small card. You can go up to even a terabyte of a smart, smart media card nowadays pop it in the side of this thing and you basically doubled your storage, at least having it, you know, not going to run your system off of it. You're not going to boot off that thing, but right. files that you just need to access sometimes. So you can save directly to capability it. Without having to worry yep. about hooking up a, an external drive and cables and adapters and yep. all that. So that is a nice, a uh, nice function of this that, um, helps on that storage side of things for sure. So, so Alan, I've rarely used SD cards other than to download, uh, photos or something, but, yeah. Would you feel comfortable putting a SD card in the side, closing the laptop, carrying the laptop around with it in? Um, so it sticks out a little bit. It sticks out it a little bit so you out. can still grab it, right? Do you feel comfortable yeah. with that? I, well, have I done it? Yes. Um, was I 100% comfortable? No. But okay. having it in there permanently, I'm not necessarily advocating for that. But, yeah, you know, I like the idea of knowing that if I want to have a little stack of cards, I'm like, hey, there's... I've got a project that I was working on on one card that has all the footage, so I can just actually pop it in and run it off of that. Yeah. When I'm done, pop it back out and stuff and put it on the desk. If I had to go somewhere and I needed it to be in there to work on that project, I could put it in there. I just got to be more mindful of it because it does stick out about a, I don't know, what, about a quarter of an inch? Quarter of an inch, probably. Yeah. yeah enough for you to grab it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just enough that if, yeah, if you're putting this into a tight book bag, could you want to be it. very mindful right. of it. Yeah. If you're just like, yep. carrying it, I think it's fine to have it in the side of it, but um, it is something to be mindful of. All right. Um, All right. Well, we started so into the, wise, I think the, we're, I think we're, we're, you and I kind of went with yep. the M one pro chip. Uh, I think I just did the eight core. Well, maybe I did the 10 core. I think I did the 10 core CPU. Because I think the model I got with the 32 gigs and the one terabyte storage, I think that's the, kind of the configuration it came with. I don't remember offhand. Anyway, you have a lot of options on on CPU and GPU, how many cores, which basically means it's just really talking about how powerful they are. CPU is your central processing unit. That's doing all the computing work for you. 
graphics processing unit is your GPU? How good are the graphics that are playing? And can it play back high quality, high definition, uh, fast frame rate video um, on your screen? Is really what the GPU stands for. So um, there's all the decisions you got to make when you're configuring this. Um, So I have an eight eight core, just FYI, uh, the eight core. And, uh, And of course we haven't mentioned just since we are talking about processor, I mean, what are your what are your impressions? What are your impressions on speed of this computer? So I, I think it's important for people to go in with a little bit of a, a good frame of reference on this. I mean, there's been so much hype and talk about about how fast these these chips are and how fast these computers are. And look, yes, they are fast. Okay, they are good good computers. You know, if you've come from a Mac in the last five or six years. I mean, obviously things are going to run faster. I think you're going to be pleased with the speed. Don't expect it to be, you know, multiple times faster than what you're what you've been getting. I mean, I think you got to be very realistic with your expectations on this. Um, yeah, everything runs really great. Boot up time is really nice and yep. fast. Uh, application opening time, I definitely see a difference in open applications too. opening quicker. The biggest point where I see improvement, and unfortunately, it's not going to be the case for everybody, but uh, working in video, when I have to render out, uh, export out videos I work on, that has always been the most time-consuming thing, and it has cut that time down at least in half uh, yeah. for me to export and render things. So, But again, I know that's not everybody's typical workflow, so your mileage is going to vary. I mean, if you're someone who just... Uh, email word processing some some fairly routine task on a computer you may not be just blown away by the speed as much i don't know i mean general daily day operations yes it is brisker it's faster for me but uh i i, I have heard some people who bought a new laptop and are like well i expected this thing to be you know three four times faster than what i was used to and it's not mm-hmm. well it's hard to perceive speed differences, but I mean, it is very yeah. clear that this thing runs really, really nice and smooth and fast. Yeah. That's kind of my take on it. Brian, what, what's your, been your thoughts? On no, that? I'm, I'm no, I, I actually think it, it's very, very snappy. And, and I think when people might suggest they don't recognize a big difference, it may be that you're not pushing your computer uh, before, you know, because Macs have always been really, really good at, you know, uh, opening speed and things like that. And, and I think they've always been in fairly, fairly good, but these are, you know, that's for me, at least for going from a 2017 to this machine, it's much snappier. It opens things quicker. It processes certain things a lot faster. Um, certain little tasks that would take me, you know, several more seconds for something to, to come up or to do, uh, are happening a lot faster. And so that's great. I mean, that's it. Certainly, I, I see what I had hoped to see, which would be, Good. all right, less frustrations with kind of something waiting. And it wasn't horrible. It was just you started to notice that certain apps would be hung a little longer and uh, and needing that issue. So, yeah. uh, so that part that part I think is good. I think as you mentioned the the you know when you open it up, it pops on really really quickly, which is another piece that I really like. It's it feels like it is ready to rock and roll, um, super fast. Um, and even connecting to external monitors, I think it's a little quicker at doing some of that. Um, so yeah, for me, uh, it, the, the speed is, has been a nice, you know, nice improvement. So I'll just give one example, and and he will remain nameless. Uh, the individual I'm going to talk about, um, someone I know. Is it our dad? No. 
Okay. Someone I know um, went out and bought a new MacBook Pro, and they maxed it out. Like, maxed out. Okay. Every spec. Okay. The highest possible level of MacBook Pro you could get. The main goal was that they did not want any spinning beach balls, meaning they did not want anything (laughs) slowing down at all. And uh, it was funny because I was talking with this individual and I was admiring the laptop and realizing that I might have been able to actually swap my laptop with with this person's. And he never even realized it because they do look so identical. And and this is not someone who's going in and really examining all the specs afterwards. They just wanted the best they could get. Um, And they got frustrated after a week because they had text edit, the actual text editor on there. Uh, was spinning a beach ball. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that that's an indictment of the laptop at all. It is a fast, fast machine. But again, mileage will vary based on what your expectations are and what you're doing day to day on it. Yeah. Um, yep. Final Cut Pro is definitely, I mean, for me, video editing is much, much slicker and faster and snappier to use and exporting is great. Do I see a tons of difference in a Microsoft Word type application? Uh, a little bit. Uh, enough to to say that yeah something's happening there, but uh, it's going to vary on your use. And I, I I think the the overall impression is yes, it's a much much faster laptop um, yeah. in many yeah. many cases. So yeah, um, let's talk about the actual machine, like the hardware itself. Okay? Yeah, the structure, sure. Yeah, because as you can see from the photo here, I mean it it it's still you know for 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 most people looking at this, it's going to look like a typical MacBook Pro, but there are a few very important key differences to highlight on this. And Brian, the picture I'm showing right here is probably one of the biggest reasons I was so eager yep. to upgrade to this laptop um, for a couple of things. One, I've already well, mentioned the smart things. media card that's on there <laughs> yep. to yep. the far left on that. That is key for me. I mean, I use that several times a day, even today offloading uh, hours and hours of video footage off of smart cards I love being able to just pop that in. I could do that even running off a battery somewhere else in a different room and still be bringing stuff in. It was great. Number two, there is an HDMI port on the side of this thing. So it used to be in the previous version, you had to get adapters for everything. So you had to go out of USB-C, get an adapter to go to HDMI to connect to any standard monitor or TV set. Now you can do it straight out of the box. Now, you can still hook up a USB-C to HDMI or another adapter and still use it to power your monitor. But you have the option now of just plugging straight into your monitor, no adapter needed, and you've got video out on that. Yep. Um, that's that's huge. That was so nice. It's come in so handy the last month or so. Yeah, and just on a, just on a side, because I know you're going to move forward with another one, but uh, that was the number one reason I went with this computer. Number one. The number one. Yeah, as I did not want, I did not, during my day-to-day usage, I did not want to deal with dongles. And the only time that I am day-to-day using a dongle is to go and teach a class in a room where I'm connecting via HDMI. So I have to remember to make sure I have that dongle with me uh, each time I go to that room. Now, I no longer have to remember that. So that was a real key factor is that this was the lowest model I could get that had the HDMI port. And, and I think you and I both, Alan, we may have been tracking along the way, but I think still my favorite laptop of all time 
was, I think it was, was it 2013, 2013 MacBook Pro. It was a beast, right? It was a pretty heavy, heavy uh, uh, MacBook, but it had an HDMI port in it. It had an SD card in it. Uh, and it was my favorite one of all time. I actually hated the fact that when I left that, went to the 2017, which I actually did not like um, yeah. and spent the last several years not liking it at all. That was something I really wish I uh, had back. And this feels like we we went back to that machine. We went back and updated the 2013 MacBook Pro, which was yeah. uh, very similar to this. It just had USB A's instead of USB C's. No, I agree. Um, I completely yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah. The HDMI is huge. Now, granted, I I, I still you know kind of harken back to the fact that I still have to use a hub, a USB C hub, mm. at both my home office and my office office because I used, I still have some legacy USB drives. I have to use and access. I've got yeah. microphone through USB a I've got a um, couple other cables that are still USB a. So I have a hub to plug all those in, but it is nice to know that I don't rely on the HDMI for that. I can plug that straight right. in, but then when right. I do go somewhere where I need to hook up to a projector, or I need to hook up to another screen in a conference room or something. I can do that with the HDMI without him to take an adapter. And that's well, and, that, and that's what I meant. I have a hub yeah. at both place locations and all I have is one little cord. Once I set it yeah. down, I plug one cord in and I'm good. Uh, I'm talking about going day to day. I do not want to have to remember to carry dongles, yeah. right? So right? I do not You're want right. to carry dongles. Yeah. Um, so HDMI port was, was huge for me coming back to having smart media was also, was also huge. We've got three USB-C ports, which is plenty. That's that's all I need on that end. Yep. But the fact is we don't have to tie up one of those USB-C ports for power because we actually have a MagSafe Correct. power on there. Now, Thank goodness. Got back the MagSafe. Very I love happy. the MagSafe. Yep. You, you, you do too, right? I do. I absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I've been missing it ever, yeah. ever since uh, the 2013. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the last laptop where you had to power it up the plug-in, the power adapter plug, was a USB-C end to plug into the laptop. Although I love the ubiquity of a single port that can be used for many different purposes, I still found myself so nervous anytime I had my laptop out somewhere about tripping over the power cable. Yep. Because yep. on a USB-C, if it's in there, and it's a pretty snug connection, if you trip over that cord, your laptop is is going with it. It's yep. not coming out of that. It's not popping out of your laptop very easily. MagSafe, that's the whole point. It's magnet. It's a magnet-based adapter. The idea is that you could trip, you could snag your power cord, and it just pulls it away from the laptop, doesn't bring the laptop down crashing with it. Right. And I love that. So good. I really So do. good. Yep. yep. And Alan, I don't know about you, the, uh, the USB-C... Uh, the port itself, given that you were using it all the time for power and other things, I don't know about you, but I, I felt like the last laptop I had, and maybe this just progressively changed over time, but I felt like the USB-C ports were loose. Yeah, I think were. over time, I felt like they were looser, right? Now these, and again, I don't know if this is the way my old one felt back when I first got it, but it feels like these go in, they're tight, and they actually kind of snap in almost. There's a little click at the end that I don't feel like I got before. Way. Um, Honestly, and I again, don't remember, Brian, if they were that way when we first yeah, got I don't those know. previous laptops or not. But I think the key is that when you're using it for power, it's always in there. You are snagging it. You are you know, going in and out of that port. I, do, I just I don't have to use that port too often. I use it for yeah. Yeah. I use it for a uh, 
that's the one connection I put in when I uh, am at a at a desk. I put one cord in that runs yeah. my uh, screen and my USB A's, um, but it's at a desk, which means it's not on my lap. It's not jiggling around. So I really think those ports are you know have a problem in that they can get loosened really easily. Um, and so I'm super happy that we don't have power there. Um, and uh, yeah, and having USB means I'm not plugging in a dongle, which also would be kind of moving around and shaking and things. So I just think this is going to have a little bit more longevity for me as well. Yeah, yeah I agree. On. Um, the only other port there is an audio headphone jack. They still have not gotten rid of the the analog, or I guess it's digital, but the actual physical audio jack yep. for headphones, cord, which is great. I, mean, I still love that. Yep. Even though I don't really use wired headphones with my laptops anymore, there's enough situations where I have to hook up to something or plug up to a speaker or plug up to something. And just knowing I've got that easy digital out audio out jack on the side of the Mac is still, I'll be very upset when that goes away. I, I feel like it will be at some point. There'll be a future generation where they don't have those on there and everything is just Bluetooth audio or just the AirPods off your off your Mac. But until then, I love having the, the audio jack as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, one thing about this, Brian, before we move, move on from this profile view, one thing that never gets talked about, but I'm really happy with are the, uh, the feet hmm. on, on the bottom. Okay. I was going to ask you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I like them. Uh, they're yeah. bigger. They're more substantial. They do kind of jut out a little bit more in the bottom, but I don't know. It just feels like it just feels a little, sturdier feels a little more uh, solid to me that way mm -hmm. so I like it. yeah i i don't um so we can disagree on at least one but but only for one major well actually two two mm -hmm. situations and one is um so well both of my situations in when it when where i put it on the desk both at work and here at home on at home i'm using i think you and i have talked about it before i'm using one of the um uh Gosh, I can't remember. Is it a Belkin? It might be a Belkin. Um, that it kind of the back of the computer sits up on this thing that has it's lots of ports wedge. in the back. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So a little wedge, right? And this, that's another piece that I have to make sure is sitting on there. Mm -hmm. Like I keep getting it off a little bit and it'll kind of jump down. But probably a more problematic thing for me is that my previous laptop. So at work, I have a, I have a standing desk. And the standing desk has like a two kind of a two-tiered, one tier that has uh, where you're sitting your your monitor. And then there's a tier down below where I have my uh, uh, my uh, keyboard, right? So this thing has kind of got its own little platform for the monitor up above where my keyboard goes. And then I'll kind of stand everything up. But mm -hmm. because my monitor takes up most of that space, I have my laptop on the side of it, kind of on uh, hanging partly off the the platform partly on mm. and previously my old one, the feet didn't matter. Like it felt like it was stable. Now I put it on there and I've got one foot off and it feels like that chair that you've lost the pad on in one corner that constantly sure. wobbles all the time. So yeah. I just think it, you know, for a use case, I'm having to try to figure out how do I find a spot on the desk to put it because it doesn't make sense uh, with these big feet. Now I get it. It's great. Uh, if I'm using it on a table the whole time, that's fantastic. But that also makes me wonder why, why did they have these feet? Is it heat dispersion? Is it, you know, is it the fact that it shouldn't be on your lap anymore? Right. I mean, there's lots of kind of 
questions about is it all the letters is it trying to predict them is it all the letters i wrote them saying please, could be please please can you make i'm sure that it had something to do with bottom. it yeah yeah, yeah. 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 okay well, well i've got look i've got other things we I, need to get into yeah it's so. not the reason i upgraded my laptop but it is it was a nice little bonus for me in my personal situation so yeah i mean we just I spent 10 how- we just spent 10 minutes on the audio port and the feet so we might need to move on to a little bit more okay. important things what do you want to talk about next what was what, what well i've got i've got four to? things that stand out sure. to me in why terms you, of the structure of this thing. Mm-hmm. okay uh and one i'm not gonna we're not gonna say too much about sure. other than sure. the like camera worth. camera is fantastic okay the, so the built-in camera the i think is so much better the built-in let me, facetime yeah, let me camera. get you a good picture of that if we have one somewhere that's the facetime camera that is built into the top of the laptop correct correct um i don't know if we have a they, they i know they well, tout that so it should be a yeah. oh here it is yeah yeah so it is so a 1080p it's, it's much better camera it's much better is, than it was, it was before a, it was a yep. 720 camera before 720 HD, which is still, I mean, spec wise is okay, but you could definitely tell when you were comparing your webcam to other people's on newer laptops, it wasn't quite holding up. And especially with Apple, who's become so well known for really great cameras on their iPhones and devices like that, to kind of have their Mac with a subpar camera was yeah. a little frustrating for a while. So you're right, yeah. it is much better now. It's much better. It's not as good as it's not as good as the iPhone. Um, so people will just be ready for that. It's not, and it probably doesn't have to be because again, you tend to use it in a more controlled environment. Um, but I am excited about you know the the future Mac uh, OS that allow you to potentially use your phone as a webcam because then I'll get that better quality anyway. But I found this was much much better. So I think that's that's another good thing if you're mm-hmm. frustrated with the webcam that you currently have. Uh, I currently am not using that. That's the one problem is that when you're using an external monitor, mm-hmm. it doesn't make a lot of sense for me to use. So now I'm trying to think of do a do I switch and have my computer as my main monitor and then the other one as the side because my computer's over here so uh, i would actually love to use that uh that new uh, uh that is that new one that is my setup by the way so yeah I, well it's just it's just screen. weird yeah, i mean yeah. you're just weird so yeah yeah mm-hmm. i mean i my laptop screen is my primary like that's what i'm looking at right now my monitor and i'm getting ready to add a second monitor over here are on my sides um because I do love using the built-in camera on the laptop, yeah. so it just works yeah. for that. So, uh, yeah. um, so that's one and thing. Yep. Uh, number two, I, and I was not expecting this at all. Uh, the speakers, the sound out of this is so much better than what I had previous. Now, I'd like to know if it was the case with you because you had a 15-inch, right? So I had a 13 inch before and there really wasn't any speakers. I mean, I think there might have been very small ones, but because of the real estate, uh, the first time I turned it on and I started hearing like you could hear bass and this one and it felt like there was a really deep kind of sound coming from it. And it's not it's not going to replace a speaker. um, But the fact that if you're watching a movie on your lap, it is much, a much better experience. And of course, use your headphones. But uh, the sound is much better. It's that I've got speakers on the sides of the uh, the keyboard now. So yeah. that's really great. Yeah, no, I was it's, not expecting it's, that. It is good sound. I, I'm, I'm not the one to be able to tell you if it was significantly better than the last computer because my last computer actually had a sound speaker issue where most mm. of the time sound was only coming out in full force on one side of the, uh, the, the laptop. 
And it was something that was going to cost a pretty penny to try to get replaced. And I knew I was going to be upgrading soon, so I didn't worry about it. Um, so I don't know, but it sounds really good. I don't know yep. how much better it was than before, but it is a good sounding laptop for sure. I've watched yep. a couple movies just on my laptop, no headphones, just watching it uh, on, on my lap and feeling like I, I heard a really good sound experience. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. And then uh, I've got one other before a more obvious one that I think deserves a little discussion, but um, I was not expecting the uh, touch ID to be that much better. Hmm. The touch ID, I, I don't think I've missed put my finger yet. It's like the moment I get it anywhere close, it opens. Whereas it used to be, I'd have to press and sometimes I'd have to move my finger around because it was a much smaller sensor. This is a big sensor and it actually looks a little bit too big. I also thought it looks a little kind of plasticky uh, when I first got it, but man, it is so much better. It recognizes the finger uh, to be able to open up, which is good because that was often a big frustration uh, where on my previous laptop, it had touch ID, but you know, you'd be going in and say now, you know, use your finger and the way I have my setup, my laptop's usually to the side. So, okay, so I'm reading working way over there and maybe I'm coming from a different angle. It wouldn't recognize now. I mean, this one is significantly better uh, in that it's, you know, sensors must be, you know, larger. It must be, you know, seeing things a little bit cleaner. So uh, much better. So that was, again, yeah. another surprise I was not expecting. I wasn't really I looking for that. So, yep. No, the touch ID is wonderful. It's up in the top right corner on the screen you're looking at right now. It's uh yep. It's great. It worked. I have not had any issues with it. Yeah. It's, it's like you said, it's registered every single time I've used it. Yeah. And if you, and if you see that, that's as big as a key, that's as big as a, an actual letter key. Whereas previously it was probably a half to a quarter of a key mm-hmm. size. And so it wasn't taking up much space, but it also took a little bit more to recognize your finger. So, which was frustrating. So Brian, do you use the keyboard? It, on the laptop itself much? Um, not a ton. I always have an external keyboard when I'm at my one of my two office spots, uh, mainly because I use key input a lot, like the uh, number input. And right. so I have laptops that have number input, uh, a number keypad on the side, which, you know, is, is necessary. But the times I have typed on it, um, Alan, I think I've talked about before that last keyboard I had oh, yeah. made me absolutely drew drove me absolutely nuts. Um, I despised it. It was loud, it, it, clicking sound constantly. You know, I mean, I know this is this is maybe getting a little too personal, but you know, I used to work in. You know, my wife would go to sleep, and I'd go sit on the other side of the bed and work. You know, yeah. I couldn't do that with that keyboard. I mean, it was so loud, right? I couldn't type. I could go and maybe do mouse and things like that. This is much quieter. Finally, they fixed the, the keyboard over the last few years. Um, uh, much better. So uh, I will say I have some mistypes because I don't know if the, the layout's slightly different or something. I do have a keyboard cover on it right now because I bought a, you know, a full cover because I didn't want to screw up my screen at all uh, initially. Yeah. But I don't like typing with a keyboard cover at all. It feels like mm-hmm. I'm not really engaged with it. But the times I've taken it off, yeah, it's nice. It's a really nice keyboard. Yeah, it's a good la- it's a good keyboard. For people who are concerned about what they heard about the Mac laptop keyboard the last three or four years, have some yeah, have some comfort in knowing they are much better now. Um, yep. yep. Maybe not perfect. I mean, I still think no. there's a lot of people out there, some pundits say it's still not the best laptop com- keyboard it can be. But compared to where it was, it is significantly yeah. better. And for most people, it's going to be 
it's going to be fine. It's going to be good, yep. good use yep. on that. I still would like to see them kind of provide a little bit of haptic feedback with the keyboard. Um, hmm. You know, when you in haptic feedback, for those who don't know, that's, you know, you touch the key and then it also gives you a tiny vibration or something to give you that feeling of travel. You know, because some of the best keyboards are the old keyboards that have really tall keys and you were, you mean, you were pushing them, you know, you were really going at it and you could, you could feel aggressive with it and feel like you knew exactly when it was pressing and you typed that way. And then it got to be where the keys got shallower and shallower because the laptop got shallower and shallower, right? So the travel was much less and they tried to offset that by some of the clicks and some of those things that were going with it. So this is softer, but I also feel like it would be really cool for them to eventually kind of maybe even develop to where you don't have to touch that much. You can go fairly quick, but yet it's constantly providing a little haptic feedback like your phone now, by the way, for those who don't know the new version of the phone, you can turn on haptic feedback again, which is great. Uh, Super, super nice. So that's something I'd love to see them do eventually. And I don't know, I don't know if the use cases, but I just think they could offset some of the lack of travel with a feeling of travel um, Hmm. on some of these, but Um, what other notes did you have on the laptop? I, 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 well, the only the only other one I, I hmm? yeah the only one I, I, I mentioned is just I am so incredibly happy to have gotten rid of the Touch Bar. So our yeah, last computer had the Touch Bar. Yeah, and, touch yeah, Bar think, for those not quite familiar with that. That was the strip above the keyboard, like in the photo here. It would have been in that gray uh-huh. area above the keyboard. It was a interactive touch strip that some apps would tie into and have some different functions available there. And then you had some general computer functions like volume up and down and some others on that strip. The touch ID, if I remember correctly, was on the far end of that touch ID or yes, touch, uh, touch bar as well. I Look, I loved the idea of the touch bar when it first came out. I thought it looked cool. I thought it would come in super handy. And then I found myself hardly ever touching it. Nope. So I did feel like there was some, I always wondered if there was some extra processing that was kind of being robbed to power and manage that touch bar. And so that always bothered me. I wondered if battery life was getting a a little more consumed by having to power that on the whole time. So the fact that I very hardly ever used it and now they're gone, um, I I don't miss it. Um, Yeah. 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 Well, let me also maybe give a quick, maybe correction to what you said. You said that uh, it would be right up there where the gray is. It actually would take away the oh, top row. It took so here's the, the problem, right? Yeah. So for people that don't know, you know, it, think to yourself about how many times do I use the physical keys that are at the top row of the keyboard? Escape, uh, the function keys, the you know, volume up, volume down. All of those got replaced in the previous touch bar by the touch bar. So it was a one strip, no buttons. Everything was touch buttons. They would appear, disappear based on what app you were in. And I can't tell you the number of times that I needed to press escape that I had to then look at the keyboard to figure out where escape was. Was it there? No, I need to press one more button before I can get to the escape to have it show up. Or the number of times that I've reached up to try to do touch ID and accidentally hit whatever button was next to touch ID on the touch bar and didn't realize until it was too late. So I just missed the physical keys. Uh, I was with you. I thought, boy, what a great, a great opportunity to have dynamic keys. And I still think, by the way, this was my, this is my dream. 
eventually keys become glass top keys mm -hmm. yeah. that every key could change. You could go and yeah. set up your keyboard however you want to set it up. And they still be travel keys and everything, but you could set it up so that they're colored. You could set it up so that only certain ones show up. Maybe you could set it up so that the keyboard shortcuts that you and I talked about in our last episode yeah. would show up so that you could do that. But yet well, the keys are still apps. there. The different physical apps can have there. a different keyboard setup based yeah. on the app you're using. I mean, imagine you're playing a, playing a game and some of those keys become yeah. actual arrows and things that you're doing for a game. So I just think that's where it needs to go eventually. And I know that's tough uh, and expensive. You would be having basically an LED screen on each one of those mm -hmm. keys. But uh, uh, that's what they tried to do, the entry of the touch bar. And I just don't think it was executed well at all. Um, I mean, if, and for those who are not sure about this, think to yourself, if you're going to, how often are you looking at the keyboard? If you're someone who's typing, right, do you look at the keyboard as you type? And if you don't, then having to use a touch bar means you have to learn to look at the keyboard to figure out what's there, where it is, unless you're really, really good at knowing here's what this should be, but you can't feel anything. So I found myself having to take my hands off, look to see what was there, then press again, to do volume or something like that. Sure. I just didn't like it. So yeah, I'm very, very happy. Now, this goes back to the decision process again. This, I personally would have gone with a 13 inch MacBook Pro had the 13 inch not had a touch bar and had the 13 inch had a um, HDMI. If those two things, mm -hmm. I would have spent and just gone with the 13 inch because those were my two big things. Yeah, Given that so, right now, so if you have a 13-inch, you have yeah. to have a touch bar. And yeah. and that is just a – that was a, a deal breaker for me. Well, we'll show the models that are currently existing here in just a minute, kind of ex expand on that a bit. But, yeah, the touch bar, I, I haven't missed it one bit. My yeah. only question, Brian, and I'm sorry to be doing this here on the show, but I do have a question. How, how do you adjust the brightness of the keyboard, the keys mm. on the keyboard? Do you know? Well, um, let's see. Currently, my keyboard is got a keyboard cover on it, which also covers the brightness. So it's not a problem for me. But as I was looking at my keys and seeing how they light up, I did find a setting in the control panels for allowing your the brightness of your keys to be controlled by ambient light. So if it's really bright outside, the it'll dim down the lights on the keyboard. But I thought, you know, that's one thing I know that at least on the touch bar days... I could go in and control the the actual brightness of yep. the keys on the keyboard, but I don't know any way to do that now. That's a good question because I don't either. Um, That'll be a mystery we'll have to solve for next time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just the only thing I was thought about, I was, I was trying to think of practical applications for the touch bar, and the only thing I could come up with is, well, I could do the, the keyboard brightness on it, I know, and not have to tie up a function key to do it on a physical keyboard, so... Um, that was one thing. Yeah. All right. Well, well I don't, I don't know, but I just, but I just ran across while trying to do it. I just ran across a really interesting setting though. Oh yeah. Command F1. Hmm. Should I do it right now? Well, good luck. Command, Command F1. What did I do? The and then do it again. Yeah. It mirrors your mirrors your screen if you've got an external monitor and you do click it in and it turns it off. That's pretty interesting. I don't yeah. know how likely that is to do, but it is 
I was thinking that it would have been one of the function of the brightness of the screen. Like you, you've got the two brightness yeah. screen buttons, mm-hmm. a function, one of those, but it doesn't. And, you know, I'm, I'm with you. And I, <laughs> I have to tell people that is one thing I, uh, uh, I had purchased originally a keyboard cover that went along with a case cover, like that snaps mm-hmm. on the outside just to protect it. And I sent it back because it, covered all the lights of the keyboard. And so mm-hmm. I switched and went with a clear one. And now I have a clear one that everything shows through just for that reason, because I do like the fact of being able to type and have those buttons showing. Yeah, so. My keyboard cover does cover up the brightness of the keys, yeah. which is a little bit, but again, I, I, I very rarely use the keyboard on the laptop itself. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Okay, all right. Ryan, so that is kind of your, I mean, I, I, I'm echoing everything you're saying about this laptop. I'm, I'm happy with, you know, yeah. The ports were probably the biggest thing for me to really go ahead and make me get encouraged to go ahead and upgrade. The speed improvement obviously was, you know, without question, very, very impressive for what from where I came from. I like the form factor. I like everything uh, about it from that standpoint. Do you have any issues? Do you have any misgivings or things that you kind of take away you wish were uh-huh. different with this laptop? I have one. Okay. It's heavy. It this thing heavy. is heavy. Yeah, now you're coming from a 15. You're coming from 15 to a 14. I'm coming from 13, and it is significantly heavier. heavier. Uh, this is, is actually yeah. reminiscent of the 2013 MacBook yeah. Pro that we used before. It, it is as heavy as the 15-inch I used to have. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, yep. it's a smaller machine, but it is just as heavy. No, um, this is yeah, a heavy beast. Heavy. Yep. I yep. don't mind it. I like okay. I like feeling something more substantial in my hand. I. I'm not one who does really well with really light laptops or the airs I couldn't really do too well with. I like having something substantial and it doesn't weigh down my bag any more than my previous laptop did. So I don't really notice it much. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. You're right though. It is no. And, and I will say that I had someone come to me last week and asking for my advice on buying a new uh, Mac laptop. And that was the deciding factor. When I finally, I, and I told her, I said, I have to tell you, this is, she's coming from an air and she was looking at the pro and saying, I, I really like the the look of it. I said, hold on a second. Let me go get mine because you're going to want to feel this. And she's like, oh no, no, that, <laughs> nope. that drives me nuts. That's, that's, that's heavy. Yeah. So she went straight back to the air, which honestly guys, the, you know, the air is really, really good right now. So oh, yeah. if you're someone that is going from an old air you are going to be super impressed with the new, you know, uh, the new chips and those airs. I personally love the fact that they don't, you know, have an angled front anymore to a point that they are kind of more uh, consistent all the way through a little bit more standard look. Uh, but the airs are good. And, and honestly, like I said, if it wasn't for that port, that HDMI port was the big reason I moved right up to a pro level. Um, so, so if I, if I'm understanding correctly, if a MacBook air had an HDMI port on the side of it. I probably have it right else. now. That would probably be, you'd probably I'd get probably high, have it. You'd probably get yep. the high end MacBook. Air. I'd, I'd max out a MacBook air yeah. for myself. Yeah. Now I, again, I love, I love the idea of the pro. I love the, yeah. I've always had a pro for the last several. So I've always kind of had this fear of going to an air that I would run into some issues, but you know, the, the MacBook Airs are, are really snappy too. They're really, really good right now. And uh, yeah, if it would have had an HDMI port, which I know it couldn't have because of yeah. the size, but size. that would have uh, that would have been a real competitor for me because then I could have maxed out a lot of things and felt yeah. okay about it with price. So. so Brian, let's kind of wrap up by talking about the, the lineup of MacBook 
laptops right now because it is a little it's a little bit of a weird space right now. Yeah. And I've had several people ask me just in the last couple of weeks about recommendations on a MacBook and I have to kind of coach them through a few few caveats here to know. As we mentioned, there are the MacBook Airs and there's the MacBook Pros, but there are some differences here to be aware of. You see on the screen, if for those of you listening, there's four columns up here. The two MacBook Air models and two versions of MacBook Pro models. And there are some differences here. So just to keep in mind, as Brian was saying, the MacBook Air is a great laptop. They continue to improve on it. It is the lighter, more portable, quote, lesser powered, but yet this is still much, much faster than other yeah. MacBook Airs have been. It's still a very, very strong, powerful computer. But they have a version of it that's the M1 chip, using the M1 chip. That's the lowest entry-level model. And then you've got a higher-level MacBook Air using an M2 chip. So obviously, it's going to be a faster performance. It's going to be a little more modern processor than the other one is. Uh, it's a slight bit larger on the display, like like less than half an inch smaller than what you've got on the previous model. Um, some nice performance improvements, but... Your MacBook Air is still kind of your laptop if you're wanting something to be, uh, you don't need something substantial, you're, you're not a power user, you're looking for just good general computing. I mean, hey, if you're doing a lot of email web surfing, maybe some photo work is fine, it will do photos great, but you're not needing to get into heavy, heavy processing work on anything, or you're not needing to have tons of applications open simultaneously and, and running. The MacBook Air is a really great option. And as Brian mentioned, it's a lot lighter. It's meant to be more portable than the MacBook Pro is. So you got you got two options. Both are good. It's just a matter of do you want to spend a little bit more and get the newer chip and getting a little bit uh, larger screen size on it. So. Yeah. Yep. And I think that screen size, Brian, is only because the uh, bevel is smaller. A notch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and they the took advantage the of the notch. Smaller. I think the actual physical dimensions are about the same yep. on the actual laptop. It's just you... They made a smaller bezel around the inside of the screen with the M2 version, so it's got a slightly bigger screen. Yep. yep, yep. So then we flip over to the MacBook Pros, and that's where things, I think, are still a little weird And that you've got two different versions of MacBook Pros. You've got the MacBook Pro 13-inch. Then you've got a MacBook Pro 14 and 16, and that's what Brian and I have been talking about for the last hour. We have it, the 14-inch, in that far-right column version. Um the big difference, there's several differences, a lot more differences between these two than you had in the two MacBook Airs. Um, not only screen size, MacBook Pro 13 is, of course, a little smaller unit, but it's using an M2 chip, which they just rolled out in the last couple months, a MacBook Pro with an M2 chip on it. However, as Brian mentioned, this one does not have uh, an HDMI port on the side. Right. It is uh, using the touch bar, which was on the previous generation of MacBook yep. Pros. And the ports are all the same. I think it's just USB-C ports, just like it was in the previous model. Uh, it's a lot cheaper. I mean, they start at $1,300 compared to the other Pro models. But uh, the performance isn't quite there on the same level, even just looking through some of these specs. Storage can't go up as high. RAM can't go up as high. Um, the, the FaceTime camera on it is still 720, not 1080p. So it's not great resolution on the, on the camera. It's got the touch bar. Um, 
so it's almost like it's that hybrid in the middle. It, I, I, I hate that they call this MacBook Pro. I kind of wish they had just gone with MacBook personally. But this is their middle-of-the-road option. Uh, this is your... I want to have something that's more powerful than Air, but I don't want to spend a lot more money, and I don't need it to be top of the line uh, either. So, yeah. No, I really wish they didn't spot. didn't do this. I, I, I well, and, and we know why they did not not to be totally negative on Apple, but that's the same design as what you and I had before. That's the same exact case, the same exact everything's the same about it, except they did update the keyboard. Right. So, but the touch bar is still there. The size is still the same. So basically it's like they had a bunch of these still laying around. They had, they had what they thought was a really good design and they wanted to throw a new chip in it and uh, they got the new chip and the new keyboard. So I feel like, you know, we're just not, um, well, yeah, I think it, if they would have done the 13 inch and say they had like a, or maybe a 12. It would be really cool, actually, if they would have done a 12, a 14, and a 16 of the MacBook Pro, and they all have the same form factor. Uh, maybe one didn't have the speakers or something like that. But um, but as it is, they um, now we'll look, it looked, they did add some speakers. I don't know if the, the last version you and I had had the same speaker set there on the sides, but um, I don't I think, think it, it Oh, it did? I okay. It, did. Yeah, it yeah. certainly certainly wasn't nearly as good. Uh, no. And the keyboard is a little bit different, but that's there you can see the touch bar. They've changed that up a little bit because they added an escape key back, which was a big argument people had is that yeah. now there's an escape key back on that keyboard. So the keyboard itself was better. The touch bar itself is a little better because it doesn't have escape uh, as an option. But uh, yeah, it just didn't make sense to me because if I was going to pay more for a pro, then I needed at least to have something good out of it. And and I, I felt like I was missing what I could have gotten with the uh, HDMI port. And I was yeah. gaining something I didn't want, which was a touch bar. So yeah. to me, it was a no-brainer that, that this was not going to be the one for me. So, I, I mean, I will say I agree with you, Brian, 100%. This is not the laptop I needed to get either. So that's why I went with the 14-inch. But people I've talked to, where they are in that kind of middle ground where it's like, I want a good, powerful computer. Yeah. I want to do some yeah. things, but I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not basing my entire living off of doing things as fast as possible or doing a lot of high end graphics work. Um, it's it's an okay model. It's it's just yeah, the touch bars there. Um, you don't have the ports on the side that you do with the, the pro level, the true pro level ones. It's a little bit of a it's a weird hybrid version, still borrowing from the past and. If you're okay with all of those, I think it's a good machine, especially for the price. I mean, it's a lot cheaper than the the high-end pros. But if you're not a fan of the touch bar, if you really want that flexibility on your ports, like with the smart media card, with the HDMI port and so forth, you want the MagSafe, which again is something very important that this one, this 13-inch does not have. There's just a lot of reasons to look at the higher-end MacBook Pros if you can instead. I've got a feeling that this will be a model that within a year or two, we're not going to see. Um, no, it'll get phased out. Yeah, I agree. It'll be phased out and everything's going to look like the, it's everything's going to lean into the air side very heavy, or it's going to lean into the pro side very heavy. And this middle ground's not really going to be a, I don't think a viable space for them. So. Yeah. Well, and, and honestly, you know, if someone wants a touch bar, if there are people that really love that and that starts to take off and have some use cases, there just needs to be a an option to say, do I want a touch bar or not? 
Right. They should, they just need to have kind of a different keyboard slide in that, that goes for the model that you want. So I want a 14 inch MacBook pro with the touch bar. That should be an option as opposed to having a whole different line that builds it in. So I think in general though, I mean, look, compared to where the MacBook pro line or MacBook line was several years ago, it's a much, much stronger lineup. Uh, I can honestly say, I think any of these machines are good machines especially powered by the M1 chips or M2 chips that they have from Apple. They're making a lot of good improvements across the board on them. Um, I think the MacBook Pro 14-inch is, a, I mean, right now it's the best laptop I've used. Uh, it's gaining in my in my esteem as I use it every day. I'm very happy with it. Um, so uh, that alone, I couldn't have said that the last several years with the, the previous version I had. So yeah. I think that's yep. good. Yeah, agreed. Uh, they're in a good spot, and I'm very happy with the purchase here. Um, and uh, yeah, any other thoughts there, Brian? No, no. I mean, I I like them too. I think they they've got some cleaning up to do. Um, you know, in terms of trying to really figure out what the Air and the Pro is, and trying to yeah. kind of get rid of. Once they get rid of that one that we just talked about, and have the Pros that are of this form factor, then they have the Airs that are the other form factor, and I think it starts to make pretty pretty simple. Yeah. They got rid of the MacBooks, um, which if you're going to have three, have a MacBook. But if you're only going to have two, this is the way to go, right? Yeah. And it, and you can really start to distinguish the two at this point. But uh, but man, they're, uh, they're really, really good. And um, again, jumping from an Intel processor to an M1, I'm super, super happy with the snappiness of this thing. Yeah. Uh, M2, from my understanding, is not necessarily that it's that much better. It is a bigger chip. It can do a little bit more. It's got more capabilities. I don't I don't think people should look at it as, oh, my God, it's going to be twice as fast. It's not that. No, it is no. just I think it has some more capabilities of things that it can build upon. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think they're it, – they're doing a really good job right now. So I, I really M2, like these. Yeah. Yeah. The M2 chip is a more of an incremental upgrade than anything major. So don't get confused by M1, M2. Uh, the M2 is almost like more of a 1.2, you know, it's like a, yep. it's like a little bump up, yep. there are some improvements, yep. but it's not dramatic. It's not anything you need to worry about. I don't think moving to, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. It's really good. I, I, my perfect world, Brian, at one point in the future would be, that there are two body styles uh, of laptops. There's the Air and the Pro. You choose Air or Pro, and based on that, you then can choose from several different screen sizes. Could be 13, could be 14, could be 16 on the Pro. Maybe the, you know, maybe you got back to 11 and 13 mm-hmm. on the Air. Okay, and then you can also choose if the Touch Bar sticks around. Do you want Touch Bar on your model or not? And then you still have the ports based on the pro has a certain set of ports. The air has a certain set of ports. Yeah. Keep the body style consistent between these two versions and you can just adjust size and you can adjust uh, specs and Ram and storage and everything for each model. That to me would, that would be really nice to be yep. able to go and say, yep, I want a MacBook pro, but I want this size screen. Do I want a touch bar or not? And it comes with these ports by default, and then I can configure everything on the inside, specs-wise yep. I want. Uh, this is the closest we've gotten to that, but we're still still not quite there yet. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, that is our kind of state of our personal Mac setup right now. So, Brian, uh, 
we'll have to kind of keep everybody posted on just in the months to come how we're using it if we're running any kind of challenges or questions or issues to make people aware of and um and also kind of where our mac situation fits in the overall apple mac strategy for laptops right now anyway but as always brian we'd love to hear from people that maybe are looking to buy a new mac laptop or maybe they have got one and they've got their own experiences or thoughts about them how can they uh how can they go about doing that yeah, send us an email uh, at info at the mesh.tv. That's info at the mesh.tv. And as Alan said, it's this is, you know, we'd love to hear. Uh, we're, we're just, we're viewing it from our pers- perspective, but I would love to hear maybe someone got that 13 inch uh, MacBook Pro and they tell us exactly why that fits the bill for them. Um, because we, you know, we're, <clears throat> we're getting those questions a lot and we'd love to, to have some more. Uh, you know, information and use cases to be able to share. You can also go to our website at www.brothers-in-tech. That's brothers-in-tech.com. And uh, look at uh, previous episodes uh, and uh, and hopefully get some, some new information uh, we can start to share with you. Some of those comments that come through, we can, you know, eventually start to pass those along a little bit. So, um yeah, reach out, let us know, and uh, tell us what uh, what use cases you have. Brian, I'm not going to close out the show with a secret word. I mean, time. what's what's their use? Right? There's no well, way they're listening. Just, yeah. It's kind of depressing. <laughs> for those of you that haven't been listening to the show for the last several weeks, I've been on a journey. My own personal goal is to have one of my immediate family members, meaning that would be my spouse or any of my three boys to listen to the show, A, to watch or listen to it in general. They don't. But if they did happen to watch or listen, to actually make it to the end of the show. And I was throwing out a little code word that they was asking them to relay back to me to let me know that they listened to the end of the show. That would be kind of their way of saying, hey, Dad, I heard the end of the show because you said this word. Yeah. Um, it's too depressing. I've had all the kids yeah. home over the weekend. We had a great fall break with everybody home from school and other places. Not a word was said. So you know what? Mm. I'm um, I'm a little bummed out right now. So I don't want to do this again. Yeah. Uh, maybe next week I'll get back into it. But, yeah. Okay. So I, I get it. I get it. You're. I mean, you sound pretty depressed right now uh, about that. Um, let me choose one that will make you feel much better. All right. Okay, that might work. So when a when one of your children yeah. says to you, "Dad, can I borrow money?" Mm-hmm. That you will know that they listened to the end of this episode. Okay, <laughs> that, that'd be great. And there's a good chance you'll feel much better about oh. life because I bet one of them's going to ask. Well, look. Well, now that I know this, I mean, <laughs> technically, I got asked that a lot over the last weekend. So see, there, but they, they were this episode. Yet, well, so that, you know, maybe they were thinking ahead. I don't know. But so the yeah. phrase is, "Dad, can I borrow some?" Or buy. Oh. Uh, hold on, let me fix that. Can, can I, I borrow, borrow my money? Some, yeah. Can I borrow? There we some go. Money? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So that'll be. That is yep. the key word there. Dad, can I borrow money? money? Good. And you'll come back and be like, "Oh my God! All of my kids listen. To that. <laughs> my kids must listen. They love this show. That's right. Um, good. Okay, heck, that'll heck, be the I'll, I'll call you. I'll call you and say that as well if you want. <laughs> I'll just you know, Alan, can I borrow some money? <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, so if any of my children come and ask me this, then I, I'm going to take that as a positive <laughs> that they listen to this episode all the way to the oh, end. That'll make you feel All right. Better. Well, good. Well, yep. thanks, everybody, for listening. And thanks for letting Brian and I just kind of rant on about our own personal setup. We will be back soon with 
Gosh, I don't know when our next Brothers in Tech Suggestions episode is, or we're going to do another Brothers in Tech Productivity, Efficiency. Ooh, like our, are we going to do bites. a bits or are we going to do a bites? That's bits the or question. Bites. Bits or, or bites. we may have another topic altogether. Yep. It all depends. Yep. We're going to see what we talk about next week, but we will be getting together again next week to talk technology one way or another. So all right. I hope you tune into that. Thanks for watching or listening tonight, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you guys soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. And this is where I play the closing. Alan, can I borrow money? Doing the closing. Okay, here we go. See you later. (laughs) You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.